0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98, one FM and 850
1: AM WRUF. You're thinking, what in the heck is Russell doing on now? Well, we're having a special edition of Sports Scene today between now and 12 o'clock. So welcome in as Jose Tovar is our producer today. Uh, we will have a normal sports scene tomorrow at noon, and then Friday, no show, as we head to Miami uh, for the Gator Baseball Series on the road with the Hurricanes. Uh, tonight, uh, g- uh, tonight Gator Baseball will face Bethune-Cookman here. You'll hear from Bethune-Cookman's coach, Jonathan Hernandez, later. Missouri is here to play the Gators in men's basketball And we're going to bring in a guest we had earlier on the year who was terrific, talking about Missouri basketball, Drew King from Power Mizzou. Drew, I I know it must be tough uh, for people who cover the team, people who watch the team. It's been, you know, one of those years. I admire the fact Missouri's been in a lot of games but just runs out of steam at the end. Has that been the real issue here? Because I think the effort's been... Let me start with that. Has the effort been there, in your opinion, throughout this?
2: Um, I would say yes, right? Like, that's one thing that you can't take away from this team is that they do fight in every game. They do... um, No, you know, they're not typically getting blown out in any of these games. They only lost to Ole Miss on the road by three. They lost to Tennessee at home by five, right? Those were games where they were projected to lose by double digits. So um, they're still in some of these games, but like you said, it just seems like um, because of how many guys they have injured right now and, and the lack of depth that they have, They just kind of run out of steam in the second half, and that's usually where it falls apart for them. Um,
1: for, For a Gator fan, Drew, who may not know about what Missouri's injury situation is, you know, who's missing, how many are missing?
2: Yeah, so um, I think the most important guy who's been out is Caleb Grill. He suffered an injury um, a a couple of weeks before conference play was supposed to start. They initially said that he was going to be out for about five to seven weeks, and now it's been more like 10, you know, Um, and it's, it's a wrist injury. I think he... He fractured his wrist. He had to have a surgery on it. Um, and then it seemed like he was on track to come back, but, um, head coach Dennis Gates said that he had some kind of setback where, um, his range of motion was limited and they didn't want to bring him back, um, until that got resolved because the chance of re injury was too high. Um, and he was one of their best defenders on the perimeter. Um, really brought an edge and a physicality to him that no other guard on the roster has really brought this season. Um, so they've been missing him pretty dearly. On top of that, you have John Tanjay, who was a transfer from Colorado State that they had, um, you know, pretty high hopes for. He had a, uh, off-season injury, tried to come back from it, wasn't really the same guy, so they decided to shut him down, redshirt him for next year. Um, you have uh, freshman forward Trent Pierce um, who had uh, apparently a really nasty ear infection that kept him out for about a month. He had to have an operation on it just so he could return to practice. Jeez. Um Yeah, like it's just been bad luck all around for the team. Sean East, their leading scorer, missed a couple of games with a knee injury. Um, He's come back since then and and been really good for him. But in the two games that uh, he was missing, those were two of Mizzou's worst games, right? They lost to Mississippi State by 24, and they lost to Texas A&M by 19. So um, it's a team that was, you know, built to have depth as the strength And with all of the injuries they've had, there just isn't any depth anymore. And so that's been brutal for them this year.
1: Drew, in in the world today that we live in with some impatience uh, by some fans, you also have an athletic director there that has gone. And let's assume that this season ends and it's not, you know, it doesn't end up being a good year. I mean, there's no danger for Coach Gates, is there?
2: No, I don't think so. You know, he's he's still in his second year. Um, and I don't think you can take this year into account without taking last year into account, too, right? Because they far exceeded their expectations last season. Um, and so, you know, with a new athletic director coming in, the leash is going to be a little bit shorter, but I think that would be the case with anybody who wasn't hired by the athletic director that's coming in, right? Um, and, and so... On top of that, Gates uh, signed an extension after his first year that um, upgraded his buyout a little bit. So I I don't foresee Gates being um, let go um, within at least another two years because of how high the buyout is at the moment.
1: Last question for you. Um, in, In watching how Coach Gates builds a roster in his short time there, Drew, does he utilize the portal a lot? Is it sort of a mixture with new kids in portal? As you look at his roster makeup and his build, what's his MO there?
2: Yeah, so I think the first his first two off-seasons, he's had to heavily lean on the portal out of necessity just because of like how many people left when he first got hired and then how many seniors ran out of eligibility after his first year. Um, and so I think that he will need to use the portal again, pretty heavily this offseason right um I, I don't know how many guys from an O and 14 team that you want to bring back for next year yeah um but at the same time he has a really big freshman class coming in too he's got um five high school seniors signed right now they make up the number four class in the country so um i i do think that you'll eventually see a little bit more balance between the two for sure
1: last thing how's he handled all this <laughs>
2: Um, you know, I I don't know that you could have this type of season and not be humbled, you know. Um, but I I think that he's still pretty motivated to come out with a, a win within these last four games here, you know. I I don't, I don't think anybody wants to go winless in conference play. Um, but you you can definitely tell like the streak is giving to everyone on the team really like um, it losing is not fun for anyone, so and that includes Dennis Gates.
1: And I do think one more quick thing. It, we yeah. saw what happened the first time around, Drew. This time the game is here. If Missouri is to hang in this game or win in this game, what has to happen for them in your view?
2: Yeah, so I think that um... – You know, number one, Tamar Bates has to get going again. He had 36 points in their last matchup. Recently, he's seen his shot attempts go down because defenses are turning their attention a little bit more to him. Um, And then number two, I think that they have to shoot the three ball a little bit better, right? They only shot about like 18 percent, three for 16 um, in the last game. So uh, that's something that definitely has to change this time around.
1: Drew, where can people see your work?
2: Yeah, so you can find all of our stuff on PowerMizzou.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at DrewKing0222.
1: Okay, we'll see what happens, Drew, with uh, Missouri and Florida tonight. Thanks so much for taking time.
2: Absolutely, thanks for having me on. You got it.
1: Yep, Drew King, who does a uh, really good job with Power Mizzou, uh, talking about the game tonight. Uh, All right, Uh, we will now open the phone lines for you. 392-8255. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email the show, russell at wruf.com. Again, uh, a short show today, um, but uh, we will hear from you tomorrow. Normal time for Sports Scene. Then uh, Friday we'll be traveling to Miami, no show. Next week we are back to normal. William says, uh, probably doesn't mean much, but you guys, uh, I think uh, Jeff and I, are like Vin Scully. Compared to Stetson broadcasters last night, man, were those guys terrible. Uh, I don't know. I didn't hear. Uh, In the end, acting like they just won a national championship after winning a midweek baseball game, you expect that kind of behavior from rookies who don't follow college baseball. But it's widely accepted. Midweek games mean very little in the overall resume, generally because top-flight starters aren't pitching. Again, nice win for Stetson, but those guys need to understand the dynamics of the sport beyond a kindergarten level. Well, you're right. Uh, maybe you said it more harshly, William, than I would say it. But yeah, I mean, look, credit. Whenever uh, a Stetson or an FAU or, or a UNF beats Florida, give them credit. I mean, those kids go out and, you know, try and all that, and they deserve that. Um, but in the scope of things, uh, it doesn't mean a whole lot. It just doesn't. Um, Let's see here. I also got a very nice email um, from Brian who said, want to let you know how much I enjoyed your broadcast to get a baseball last night. You do a wonderful job in the booth. I appreciate that. With all the streaming options to watch college baseball, I feel the younger crowd's missing out on the experience radio broadcasting brings. My favorite memory of sports radio was listening to Mick called the Dorian's Got a Touchdown game and the Auburn game from the same year. I bring that Auburn game up. I remember my mom being mad Auburn was on probation. The game was not televised. I was in elementary school, but can remember exactly where I was for both calls, and those memories are priceless to me. Do you see in the future radio broadcast could be cut as all sports seem to be available on one form or another of streaming services? Um, I'm not saying this because I do the games, but – you do, when, it's great if you can go on ESPN plus and watch video of a game. It's fine. Um, but you do lose a bit of the home flavor, if you will, of a radio broadcast. So, yeah. I mean, I, I do think because of the streaming, more people will tend to watch it as opposed to just listen to it. I think it's just, that's just the way it is. Uh, Mick, welcome to the show.
3: I want to echo on that. I really, really, really enjoy your radio broadcast, and uh, I've heard a lot of compliments you know, given to you, and I, I, I echo those. Uh, I think they're fully justified. You do a heck of a job, but last night on your sign-off, I don't know if you can get a recording of that, but uh, you were being assaulted by that PA system. it was coming down on you heavy and you kept on with what you had to do there was no hitch in your giddy up you know
1: yeah there Uh, are there are places Stetson's one of them and Vanderbilt is another one for whatever the reason their local PA in there is loud and that was the case last night Mick there's no no doubt about that
3: if you could get a a recording of that you could hear that and uh, I, I don't know how you did it. I honest honestly don't know how you did it. Uh and I, I don't know a lot of other, you know, announcers that that could do what you did.
1: Well uh I, I appreciate it that a lot.
3: A, it was incredible. Uh but I really do. I enjoy uh your broadcast. Thank well, you very much. Thank
1: you, sir. Appreciate that. That's very kind. Uh eleven fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM WYUF.
0: What's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM
2: WRUF. Good morning, I'm Dylan Olive. Tune in to our coverage of Gators baseball tonight as the boys look to bounce back from a tough loss against unranked Stetson on Tuesday. Despite their number 4 ranking, the Gators sit at 5-2 two, with two losses against unranked opponents on the year already. They will welcome in another unranked opponent in 4-3 Bethune-Cookman with our coverage starting at 6-25. Also tonight, the Gators men's basketball team welcomes in Missouri for an SEC matchup. The Gators are 19 and eight, ranked number 24 in the nation, and are coming off a 13 point win against Vanderbilt. The Tigers, on the other hand, are a lowly eight and 19 and have yet to win a conference game. That game will tip off at 6:30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Dylan Olive.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM,
4: WRUF. It's your Daughtry Tree Service tree care tip. Late winter is a great time to prune your trees and raise the tree's lower canopy for better sunlight to your lawn. Daughtry Tree has been helping their Gainesville and Alachua County neighbors for over 30 years. They provide dependable, quality service at fair prices for any size job. Free trimming and removal, stump grinding, debris or storm cleanup. Visit DaughtryTreeService.com today for your free estimate. Trust Daughtry Tree Service, your tree service people.
1: If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency.
5: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
0: Coming up at 4, it's The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 981 FM and 850 AM, WRUF.
1: We're going to be joined by Bethune-Cookman baseball coach Jonathan Hernandez in about 10 minutes. And a reminder, uh, just till noon today, special edition of the show. Tomorrow, our normal day. Tomorrow on the show, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here, and Gators swim coach Anthony Nesty will stop by to talk about his SEC champions. Uh, they have done a great job. Uh, Peyton says, would you say the game was more a good Stetson performance or a bad Gator performance. Um, Look, when you lose a game, Peyton, it doesn't mean it's a bad performance, right? Two things happened last night for, for Florida. A, their starting pitcher could not get out of the first inning, and B, offensively, they only scored in one inning. So, and Stetson didn't do a whole lot more. They did a little bit more. So probably... Again, if Stetson was probably the underdog here, considering the fact Florida's ranked. So if you're gonna put press me on this, more a good Stetson performance. Maybe they overachieved a bit. Uh Lucas says, and I, I told you this before, love to listen to your baseball broadcast. You, Jeff and Eric, do an outstanding job when the games are on. Uh I always mute the TV, listen to the WRU broadcast. Thank you. We appreciate you doing that. Uh BB says. Got to say something about listening to a radio broadcast of a baseball game, kicking back, closing your eyes, and just picturing the image being painted. You do a great job broadcasting the games. I was reading about the PA system last night. My wife and I kept debating what the music was they were playing. Yeah, it, and, and you can't, when you're at somebody else's place, you can't say to them, oh, by the way, turn that down. You, you can't do that. You just make the best of it. Uh, James sent me something today, which is interesting. Um, he says you can't wait for the 12-team playoff and the playoff games on campuses. He sent me a graphic. Playoff, let me ask you this, Jose. I'm going to get you here real quick. He says this graphic would be playoff appearances if the 12-team playoff existed since 2014. So think back, like 10 years, right? What school would have the most appearances under that? Hospice
4: probably Alabama
1: Number two, they would have nine. Clemson. I would have gotten it.
3: Clemson maybe.
1: Ohio State. they've been you know close a lot. Ten, Alabama with nine, uh, Georgia and Clemson with seven, Oklahoma with six, Michigan with five, Penn State, Notre Dame four. Florida would have three with a whole bunch of other teams. But Ohio State with an expanded format that James sent me um, would have that. Um, by the way, um Gator Nationals roaring into town next week, some of the drivers, we always have them on, um will be doing that. Um and there's gonna be a lot of availability for their drivers. They, they do a really good job uh, when it comes to making their drivers available. By the way, I don't know if you noticed this or not. If you're a regular listener of the show, when on Monday the Florida High School Activities Association was meeting to discuss high school NIL for the state of Florida, I wanted to have two coaches on that one coached female athletes, one coached male athletes. I had the P.K. Young uh, girls basketball coach Willie Powers on, and I had Chuck Bell, the Buholtz football coach, on. Little did I know that the next day, yesterday, Chuck Bell would no longer be the football coach at Buchholz. Mark Whittemore has come out of retirement to take the job, and Chuck will be his defensive coordinator kind of odd but you know coach Whittemore of course you know about Creed Whittemore Trent Whittemore he's got a younger son who supposedly athletically is the best of the lot and I think he's going to be a ninth grader um so uh after and I remember having coach Whittemore on just saying it was time well I guess he must have recharged the batteries and uh Going to be tough to replicate a 13 and one season of a year ago, but that's what uh, Chuck did. And of course, some places have had coaching changes. Uh, Santa Fe had a coaching change. Uh, North Marion had a coaching change, and there may be others. Uh, okay, we're only on today uh, till noon. So if you got something you want to talk about the game today, whatever 3928255, and you can email uh, S Russell at WRUF.com. Drew emails, uh, and he says, Steve, does one bad outing, I felt, he said, well, first of all, he says he felt bad for McNeely, couldn't get through the first inning. Uh, Does this hurt him in the long run? Um, In the long run, no. I would hope that Sully gets him out there again in another midweek game. Because obviously, they thought enough of him to put him out there last night. So one would hope uh, he would get a chance to go back out there again. Uh, Brandon Neely wasn't sharp last night uh, out of the pen, um, but a couple of the other guys were. Um, and, and that is going to be, I think, going forward with baseball, the thing that – there's two things. Defensively, this team is lights out. Now, Shelton made a couple of plays last night at short that were really good. This team can flat field. Two question marks pitching and, frankly, offense. They'll hit homers, but again, last night, one inning in which they scored. So can that be, you know, leveled out? And it certainly can be. It's certainly early enough for that to happen. Last night in the SEC, Every SEC team won except Florida and Missouri. Missouri was beaten by Semo last night. Southeast Missouri State beat them eight to three. Uh, but uh, Georgia, Arkansas, Kentucky, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Vandy, uh, Alabama, Auburn, and A and M all uh, getting wins last night. Uh, and then tonight. Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Georgia, Florida, and LSU are playing tonight. LSU is on the road. They'll be at Rice. Everybody else is hosting uh, action tonight. Uh, Just wanted to give you a couple of things going on there. Um, All right, we'll get a call here, and then Jonathan Hernandez, the Bethune-Cookman coach, will join us to talk about his team. And then uh, again, we're only on till twelve today. Back with a a normal time show tomorrow. Uh, Bernard, hello.
6: Hey Steve, uh, this is high school nil. You yep. probably knew once it was in college it was coming down to high school. I really don't like it. You know, sometimes it's like politicians. The, the kids take advantage take advantage of the rules, but they're not the one to propose to them. It's somebody. Uh, an adult that proposed this law, and I think it's a, it's, a, it's a really, really stupid thing to be talking about because when you put rules in place, thing, all it does is separate the has from the have-nots. It's not going to be a problem for folks. out of St. Thomas Aquinas that have uh, NIL support, but what about all these public schools that are struggling? I heard on the show that... Some schools down in South Florida don't even play high school baseball anymore. Another thing, Steve, I don't think it's the kids, but when you start playing high school NIL, you got a basketball team, and your star player goes four games and doesn't play well, and the parent is up in the stands say, hey, this kid is getting $2,000 a month, and my son is only getting 500 and this kid hasn't done anything, to, I, I think. The kid's okay. It's the parents, the adult, the mentors, the liaison, the, the hangers-on that become the problem and, and create the division, steam. You. you take care, and you have a great deal. Okay? Yep,
1: thank you. There, Those are pitfalls. There's no question. And if you heard uh, Chuck Bell and Willie Powers on Monday, they're both kind of old school, and it will – mean they will have to do what college coaches are doing. They're going to have to monitor their own roster and then maybe look at others. That's a lot more work, especially at the high school level. 1128, Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Coach Hernandez from Bethune will join us to talk about his team. The Gators play them tonight here. ESPN 981 FM, 850
4: AM WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the
0: College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
1: Friends, FICARE Federal Credit Union is the place I've done my banking for years, and they only serve Florida health care workers and their families. As this month of February begins to end now, they're still knocking Two point nine percent APR off of any automobile refinanced from another financial institutions. And when members use their concierge auto buying service for new vehicle purchases, you'll also qualify for a two point nine percent off their already low regular rate. And how about a visa? A fantastic fixed rate visa is available to their customers with rates as low as nine point five percent APR. Others are raising their rates on variable rate credit cards. Theirs stays consistently low with no annual fee, and it has a rewards program attached to it as well. This and other things, other great benefits you can find by going online, FICAREFCU.org, FICAREFCU.org. If you're hungry for fresh, delicious burgers and fries, get yourself over to Dick Bondell's in Gainesville. Try their Florida-raised beef burgers or their juicy herb chicken burger. Add their sweet potato tots or a garden and grain salad. If you haven't had their house-made ice cream sandwich, what are you waiting for? Walk up, drive through, or order ahead online at DickMondell's.com. Better ingredients make a better meal, and you'll taste the difference. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries its where you want to eat. Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street.
4: It's your Daughtry Tree Service Tree Care Tip. Late winter is a great time to prune your trees and raise the tree's lower canopy for better sunlight to your lawn. Daughtry Tree has been helping their Gainesville and Alachua County neighbors for over 30 years. They provide dependable, quality service at fair prices for any size job. Free trimming and removal, stump grinding, debris or storm cleanup. Visit DaughtryTreeService.com today for your free estimate. Trust Daughtry Tree Service, your tree service people. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When
0: Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and and, uh, they are truly wonderful.
4: There was
6: absolutely no one else to go to but Exceptional Dentistry for him.
1: No one else.
0: Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad, plus I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So, brand new again. This This is more like having my teeth back again. Life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This
3: is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
3: Hardly cloudy skies and warm temperatures for our Wednesday afternoon. Highs getting to just about the 80-degree mark, but winds are going to pick up the less between 20 and 25 miles an hour in the afternoon. Overnight into Thursday morning, increasing clouds. Our breeze will stick around. Low temperatures mild, dropping to just about the 60-degree mark, but a cold front should push through our area on Thursday. Likely without showers, however, skies will be cloudy and winds gusty. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski.
0: Having Kanti and Michelle are
7: unsportsmanlike. I don't know that the Milwaukee Bucks right now have any other choice but to win
1: a championship for this to work. Like, I don't think you can get to the finals for this to be considered a success. I think this is as much pressure as any team in sports right now has. Like, the only way out of this is to win. The only way to shut everyone up is to win. On
0: Sportsmanlike with Evan, Canty, and Michelle. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on WRUF. We are your all for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. To ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF and anywhere in the world with a WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF.
1: Gator Baseball, back at it tonight. Here at home, one home game sandwiched around a road trip to Stetson and a weekend road trip to Miami. Bethune Cookman comes to town. Pleasure to have their coach, Jonathan Hernandez, to join us here to talk about his team. Coach, hi, how are you? Welcome and thanks for doing this.
7: Hey, Steve, how are you? I appreciate you having us
1: on once again. Yes, sir. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, all right. Uh, your team comes in here, uh, very, two very competitive games against Florida Gulf Coast. Gotta win. Uh, Somebody walks in the ballpark. What do you like about your team? What have you seen that you like so far early on here?
7: I mean, just the competitiveness and the grit of our ball club. You know, if you look uh, traditionally with, uh, you know, our schedule, it's it's a tough schedule to get us ready for a conference play, you know, in the next couple of weeks. Um, But just really like where, you know, our team is heading, and I think we're trending forward, um, you know, two weeks into our season.
1: When you started the year, you have played, what, seven games, I think. But before the season started – what would you have said would be your strength? Would it be pitching, defense, hitting? What would you say would have been the strength?
7: Yeah, I think pitching and defense, right, it, it starts and ends on the mound. Um, you know, very quality guys that we have, you know, that, that are able to throw on the weekend and also midweek. Um, but I think we added some, you know, offense for us this year as well.
1: Uh, how how will things be handled on the bump tonight?
7: um it's wednesday right and we have a big weekend um as we host northwestern um out of the big 10 so i think today we're probably just going to get some guys to get some innings under the belt probably looking at a staff day uh to get us ready for a big weekend um as well for us uh
1: what you do when you played golf coast You, you lost two out of three but you were you got one and the other one was a very competitive game what went well for you against them
7: um, again, just timely hitting, um, you know, defending and I thought our pitchers did a really good job on Friday night and Sunday to give us an opportunity, um, you know, to come out with a win out of that series and salvage it. But, um, just really liked the way that we played on Friday night. And, you know, we're just a couple of hits away from, you know, winning on Friday night. Um, you know, Saturday wasn't good for us and, you know, challenged the team and they responded on Sunday to salvage the series against Florida Gulf Coast.
1: Uh, I looked at the numbers and you got well, I think, 14 stolen bases already. Is that going to be a big part of your arsenal offensively?
7: Um, I think that should be a part of, you know, everyone's offensive philosophy. Um, you know, we, we just, I think, do a pretty good job running the bases and knowing when to run and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's something that we definitely look into, you know, every opportunity we get.
1: Coach, uh, tell some fans here about a, a two or three guys offensively that have played well for you early on here.
7: Yeah, we have Sergio Rivera, who's our right fielder. Um, He started his collegiate career at the University of Kansas and went to junior college. You know, he's doing well. I think he's hitting over 390, um, you know, for us. And Garrett Chun, you know, he's a guy from Jacksonville. Um, You know, he's doing well. You know, he's been with us for two years transferring from junior college. And uh, Manny Soufrain out of Miami, Florida, first baseman. You know, those are three guys that – are really doing well for us offensively right now. We're just looking for consistency across the lineup um, as we get going um, tonight, and you know, heading into these next two weeks before conference play begins.
1: Uh, has the uh, portal, has NIL, had any effect on what you guys do?
7: Uh, it, it's tricky because you know the portal has definitely impacted collegiate sports, and you know, with everything going on. But for us, you know, we we can't worry about losing you know, players to the portal. Um, is it a focal point of our recruiting? I would possibly say no. Um, but again, it's impacted everyone, but if we do get an opportunity to be able to recruit a kid that's in the portal, uh, to give him an opportunity to play here, Bethune-Cookman, then we'll certainly, um, you know, look into that, that Avenue.
1: Our guest here, Jonathan Hernandez, the coach of Bethune-Cookman as they take on the Gators tonight at 630 over at Condren ballpark. Um, Florida is getting ready to go to Miami and they, they've they established their Friday, Saturday, Sunday guys, at least to this point. Are you confident in your weekend, guys? Is that a work in progress or do you like what you see so far?
7: Like what I see so far, you know, two weekends in. Um, again, all we can ask for is our guys to give us opportunity for outs and be able to win, you know, first pitch strikes, uh, win the 1-1 counts, And they've done a pretty good job. Um, we've had some length from our starting pitching, which is always good, especially on a weekend. Um, but definitely like where we're at um, and continue to get better from here.
1: Coach, I hope I ask, I'm going to end this with a, with a question, because I always like this. You know, sometimes when you have fall camp and then you start practicing, get ready for the year, uh, there might be a player that maybe you didn't think you were going to count on, but, you know, they had such a good fall or such a good, you know, uh, time before the season starts that he's sort of forced his way into the playing picture. Have you had a guy or two like that on your team? We have, you know, we
7: have a freshman, um, you know, who had a really outstanding fall um, for us, and it just continued to transition into, you know, spring practices and now in the beginning of the season, uh, George Gonzalez-Fibo. So he's done a really good job, you know, for us, especially I think he's probably our only freshman we've had in our starting lineup in the last six or seven games. Um, You know, and you have on the pitching side of things, you know, a guy like Dylan Zadonis, you know, who was a JUCO transfer, you know, he's pitched well for us. Um, but overall, I really like where the team is at, and they've all done what they need to do to get ready for you know the long haul of the season.
1: And I, I really like what you've done, Coach. I'm not just saying this because you're on, but I, I've always respected the fact that you play a Florida Gulf Coast, you play a Florida, you play a Northwestern. That just makes you better when your conference season rolls around, doesn't it?
7: Absolutely. You know, if if you look at it, you know, if we get an opportunity to win a conference championship, being in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, it is a one big league and being here in Florida and how the talent in Florida with baseball is really, really good. You know, we're going to get thrown to either a Florida, Miami, Florida state regional, um, if that opportunity arises. So, you know, us as coaches and, and, and our belief and my belief has been like, we have to put our players in those situations as much as we can throughout the course of the year so when we do come to the end of the point with an opportunity to capture a swag championship, we're gonna get our guys ready to be able to play in a big atmosphere such as Florida, Florida State, Miami, UCF, you know, anywhere, you know, where it's dictated where we're gonna to head to a regional.
1: Okay. And Coach's team here tonight, taking on the Gators, 630 at Condren Ballpark. Jonathan, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you for taking the time.
7: Appreciate it. Hail Walk
1: You got it. Thank you, Jonathan. Jonathan Hernandez. And I love that philosophy I, I really do that I, I think when, when you're a player uh, and you see what that's trying to do uh, first of all it's I would think a lot of fun for them to come over and play at a place like this uh, and how many times in the history of Gator baseball have we seen when there's a regional? Uh, that a team like Bethune or Florida A&M comes in here. So being familiar with the surrounding, being familiar with playing a team like this just helps them. There's no downside to that, in my opinion, at all. Joe says he was at the game last night. The freshman pitcher that started can throw heat for a freshman, meaning McNeely. Hope he gets another chance to start a game. Nerves might have been his issue. Yeah, I I think knowing Sully – You're not going to just have one uh, outing that may be poor uh, affect what happens. Uh, People are still trying to find their niche in the bullpen and on the staff. I think that's a fair statement to make. Um, So we'll see what happens. Again, we have 20 minutes today. Nobody's called about basketball. I I hope you're not penciling this one in because – you don't want to be the team that loses to Missouri. You just don't want to be that. How about the Kentucky finish last night? That dude's good. And look at LSU. LSU, slowly, you know, they beat Mike White last night by a point, and they're starting to play pretty good basketball. I'm t- if Florida takes care of business tonight, and if South Carolina beats Texas A&M, that game – This weekend is huge. It could decide the coach of the year in the SEC, and it could also decide if one of those teams makes it to the top four or not in the league to get that double bye for the SEC tournament. So that has the potential to be a uh, really big game. Uh, Okay, a couple of more emails here. Philip, good question here. Um, he says, if Todd, well, it's kind of handy. He said, if Todd Golden isn't the coach of the year, then who is Carolina's coach? I think would be the second choice. Once in a while, you don't get coaches to be named coach of the year if they're expected to win. In other words, if Tennessee's picked to win the league and Tennessee wins the league, well, then he's probably not going to get coach of the year because it was expected. But let me tell you, that coach deserves as much accolade as anybody else does because just because you're picked to win something doesn't mean you're going to win something. So I think that's really, really important. Uh, Ben, he's he's asking about Kugel. Can I just say this? and not sound like I'm I'm over Riley Kugel. I'm over Riley Kugel. I hope he does great. I hope he does great. But if I I I would trust as a fan that Todd Golden is doing what he thinks is right and what thinks he thinks is best and let's get to the bottom line here. Okay? Has that affected Florida in terms of wins and losses the answer is no so I mean what is he an X factor for this team yes he is if you get production out of him well now you're that is certainly a bonus and hopefully that happens but it's been up and down for him is it going to level out I don't know. 1144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. One more segment left. Let's get some calls to end the day. Don't forget tomorrow. It is a normal day for Sports Scene, then no show Friday as we head to Miami. ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, one FM,
4: 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Alexander Hayes. Today is a big day for Gator sports, with baseball, basketball, and lacrosse all playing in Gainesville today. Florida basketball will tip off at 6.30 when the Gators take on Missouri in the Odo. Florida got the win in Columbia earlier this year when the Gators had five players score double-digit points. Florida will look to secure the home win before traveling to number 18 South Carolina on Saturday. The Gators return to Condrenn after dropping a midweek contest to Stetson last night. Florida will look to bounce back against Bethune Cookman. Tune in right here at 6:25 for live coverage of the game. Gators lacrosse takes on Jacksonville after an upset win at number five Maryland last weekend. Florida will try to stay undefeated against the Dolphins at home, winning all eight of their previous Gainesville matchups. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Alexander Vathea.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF.
1: For a long time now, I've been telling you about Southeast Car Agency. 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. What else can I tell you that's new? Well, a lot, but I think the most important thing is here longevity, consistency, and customer satisfaction. All the boxes get checked when it comes to Southeast Car Agency. In business for over 40 years, family owned and operated, and Thousands and thousands of satisfied customers over that time. And remember, since opening their doors, they've only done one thing. Provide you with the best and late model low mileage vehicles. Great variety, great selection, different price points. They want to give you the widest choice for your purchase as you can get. You can go see them in person in Gainesville, Northeast 39th Avenue, Check out the vehicles, test drive them, or go online, secars.com, and check out these babies that way. But when you go see them in person, you know what to do. You tell them, Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency
5: That's 802-341-4542.
4: Okay, you've put it off long enough, and it's time to replace that car. But let me make this easy. Visit Select Motor Car of Gainesville. Their selection of quality, like new cars, trucks, and SUVs is awesome. And on-site credit union financing makes the deals even sweeter. Select now has a full-service auto center, which means additional savings and no hassle repairs for you. Shop online, then go take a test drive. For the easiest car you'll ever buy, it's time to
5: select. SelectMotorCar.U my daughter is normally a little goofball,
2: <laughs>
5: but after a bad night's sleep, she's too tired to be anything. That's why I trust Pure Z's Kids. Pure Z's Kids is mindfully formulated just for kids. Their non-habit-forming, drug-free products help my daughter fall asleep naturally, giving her the rest
1: to be her best.
2: <sighs> I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> best
1: dinosaur.
4: Pure Z's Kids, for ages four and up when needed. Explore our products at ZQuil.com.
1: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease
0: hoop there it is with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise Monday mornings at 11 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF
4: this is the voice of the Gators Sean Kelly and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF the home of the Florida Gators
1: as we embark upon our final segment today, three nine two eight two five five email s russell at wruf.com. I've always been a voracious reader. Uh, I read articles, stories every single day prepping for this show. And I respect a lot of people in the business that have done good jobs and one of them has been on our show frequently, is Dennis Dodd, columnist for cbssports.com. If you're interested in such things, great read, and here's his column, behind the inevitability, think of that word, the, the inevitability of the Big Ten and SEC gaining access, revenue, and power in the college football playoff great read okay so it's interesting I'm a history guy now the Big Ten and the SEC are sort of cozying up as two of the, the power conferences wasn't always like that about what 15 years ago or so um, as Dennis points out in his column the Big Ten commissioner then was Jim Delaney and um, they they weren't exactly enamored of the SEC. Remember, they announced their partnership, an advisory group. Um, but when the committee met, the College uh, Playoff Management Committee met. Reportedly, the Big Ten and the SEC, in concert, proposed multiple automatic qualifiers for their own leagues beginning with the 2026 college football season. Um I think there's going to be another expansion in the playoff. I think there'll be 14 teams, 16 teams, 18 teams, whatever it might be, but there's going to be an expansion um, and brace yourself for that. Um, the way that Dennis Dodd puts it, he says it's not an ultimatum, but inevitability. That word again. They have the best brands because of realignment, because of the way that shook out. This is interesting. According to his calculation, The Big Ten and the SEC have combined to occupy 62% of the BCS or college football playoff spots since the BCS started in 1998. That includes all the BCS stuff, the bowl games they had under BCS, the New Year's Six games. Think of that. Those two conferences, 62% of the teams involved were Big 10 or SEC. Um so what happens now? Well, there's going to be a renegotiated uh contract with ESPN. That's going to be a huge contract. Um some believe it's going to be over a billion billion dollars. So, we will see. If if the Big Ten and the SEC get automatic qualifiers into the playoff, a conference has never before received more than one guaranteed bid for their league. Not in any sport. At least that I'm aware of. Not in any sport. Um, So, think about this. In the past... When your conference, you're in. Well, not so fast. Now, they're seeking, according to published reports, as many as four teams each, each in a 14 or 16-team field. I'm not great at math, but if that's a 14-team field and you're getting as many as four teams each, that's over half the field that would come from two teams conferences so I don't know but it's going to be a very interesting process here to see where this goes I'm sure you've seen uh, Dan Ennis's hiring here at Florida he's going to have an, an off field role but certainly <clears throat> a guy with a lot of offensive experience as a play caller that's got to help Florida lost a staff member to Texas A&M as well. All right, we got about uh, three or four minutes. I got a couple of more emails, and then uh, we're going to call it a day. Today, tomorrow, normal show. Our twelve to two time slot. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here. Uh, Also, Gator swim coach Anthony Nesty. We'll talk about those SEC titles and a couple of other guests we're working on for tomorrow as well. Friday will be. On the road to Miami, and then next week back with our normal uh, slate of shows and our times of shows. All right, our last, if you want to get a quick call, and you can. <clears throat> this is why sometimes when you switch the time of the show, people don't know about it, but that's okay. Uh, Carl, we have two emails to do. Carl has his first one. He says, uh I was a little distressed about Gator baseball tonight, but after hearing you today, I feel better. You really do believe this is not a big deal loss, right? Yes, right. Go back and look when Florida won its national championship in 2017 and look who they lost to in midweek games. It happens. And it doesn't now. Look, if you lose them all, or you're you know two and ten in those games, yes. But if you lose a couple of them, it's and you do well in the league, it's not going to have effect. It's just that simple. And once again, let's give Stetson some credit. Last night, I thought they pitched very well in the game last night. The uh, final email is Josh. Uh, how devastating would it be for Florida to lose to Missouri tonight? Would that ruin the season? Absolutely not. And I won't even use the word devastating. If Florida loses this game, it isn't like they're out of the NCAA tournament. Not even close. But nobody, if you compete, nobody wants to lose to a team that's not won a league game. You don't want to be the first one. You don't want to be the one that has that happen to him. But devastating? No. Disappointing? Yes. And you want to make sure then if that happens that when you go on the road to South Carolina there's no there's no hangover involved in that. That's the bottom line. So, we'll see. Don't forget the baseball game here tonight, the basketball game on one oh three seven, the Gator. So we will see what transpires uh with that. And of course and then uh, I hope tomorrow we'll hear from the South Carolina perspective, so we won't have a show on Friday to give you and they're gonna and they're gonna play A and M tonight, so we'll get a better idea of What's caused their turnaround up in Colombia? And you got to give them credit. Um, nobody expected them to have the kind of year they've had. So uh, you know, every once in a while, things fall in place like that. Just you have, you know, something there, and uh, it goes from there. Um, so there we go. Thanks to Jose Tovar, our producer today. Our thanks to our guests today. Bethune-Cookman baseball coach Jonathan Hernandez and Drew King from Power Mizzou giving you the latest injury. Boy, that's just a a beaten-down Missouri basketball team. Uh, It's a shame, too. You you don't like to play a team that's injured. You want to beat somebody when they're full strength, but they're not, and uh, we'll see what happens tonight. We thank you for listening to our abbreviated show today. Again, tomorrow we are back at our regular noon time slot. We hope you will join us then. Enjoy Gator baseball tonight. Enjoy the Gator basketball game tonight. We'll talk all about it tomorrow. You are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day.